Hey everyone, and welcome to the Curious Collective podcast, conversation designed for the conscious community to bring awareness to the holistic approaches to help us live our best life. So tap into the knowledge and wisdom of our guests to heal, transform, and live as your true soulful self. Today here I have with me the beautiful Sarah Brown from Soul Breath Movement. So thank you so much, Sarah, for being here. Hi, Katie. Um, Thank you. Sarah and I actually have known each other for quite some time. So when I first got out of the army, I decided to go and do a personal training course and Sarah and I met there. That was in 2007 and we were both fairly still asleep then to the whole spiritual world, maybe dabbling here and there. Um, But for some reason already back then we knew like our two souls were brought together and we were always a little bit more different to everyone else on the whole course. So we'd sort of separated ourselves and then of course the universe goes in turns and cycles and has brought us back together in the, in the last 12 months two years mm-hmm. and, and I'm extremely grateful for that so without further ado I'm going to pass it, the, it over to Sarah so she can tell us a little bit about herself and what it is that she's doing now. Thanks Katie oh my god that feels like so many lifetimes ago <laughs> yeah. that we met there and yeah it really was the beginning of my journey um, and it was actually a personal trainer that I was seeing that just believed in me and saw something in me so I could probably say like just before meeting you was one of the biggest pivotal moments of my spiritual journey sure um, and yeah from there I have gone really deep into the human body the human mind and just become obsessed really with learning how to discover our own innate ability to heal ourselves So from personal training, I went through um, into yoga and it's really just continued. Now I'm holding spaces for people to really dive deep into their own self-awareness or self-discovery. And I use many different modalities now, um, creating these experiences like retreats and workshops and things like that. Yeah. So I know that when you first sort of shifted from the personal training space into the yoga and you had a completely different business name. And I used to watch you from afar of doing this sorts of things. So as you've gone along, yoga, I know, deepens everyone, right? If you, mm-hmm. if you feel into the true essence of yoga and the teachings as part of the movement, it makes you want to explore and get curious about other modalities. So what sort of dropped in mostly after yoga? 100%. I, I was actually, I was living in Brazil and I'd never even done a yoga class and I had a little baby and I remember one day just, I was, I was listening to podcasts, I was reading books, you know, always, always been into personal development, even from a very young age. And I just kept reading that everyone I looked up to did yoga. And I was like, there's something here, there's something here. And I remember just this pivotal moment of standing in the kitchen and this hummingbird came to like the window oh. and it was like eating out of this big flower and like just one of those ridiculous moments where it just hit me and I just knew yoga was life like everything was yoga Mm -hmm. and there was so much more depth to it. So I started studying from Brazil um, and it took two years to go through my studies, having a baby in the middle of it. And the more I got into it, realizing that the philosophy of yoga basically can help you with everything in life. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't end up being a yoga teacher, just the principles, the philosophy, the movement, the breath, the mindfulness of it, all of these things were tools to connect to who you are and what you want in your life and just sharing that just energized me like it really lit me up so when I came back from Brazil again I'd never even taught a class I opened a studio 
Oh, yes. Yeah. No, no money, no business plan, no experience teaching, but just that internal knowing like this is what I need to do. So I opened a yoga studio in a little town, um, little country town. And it just went from strength to strength. It was almost like my playground. I got to explore everything else that I learned and teach it to this beautiful community in the studio. And seeing them sort of discover what yoga is truly about, I feel like um, for some, it was me personally with my experience with yoga is I'd tried it, but it wasn't the right teacher for me. So mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, I'm wasting my time here. You know, what am I doing here? But now like, yeah. holy crap, I if I'm in a yoga class, I enjoy every single part of it and I don't even want it to end. Yes, 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 yes. It, it really does give us that space to connect to ourselves. My yoga style I kind of say these days you can have fitness yoga and philosophy yoga mm. and a lot of the studios these days are much more about the fitness aspect of it and doing you know putting your body through it sort of thing I always had the like t- taught from a place of um, creating space for self-healing mm. so I was always very much more focused on stress management yeah. and taking it really gentle it was like a massage for your body it's basically a moving meditation and really focusing on people understanding that they can slow, like move into that parasympathetic nervous system, that rest space, because we're just living in fight or flight. Yeah. And that's my biggest lesson from the studio. Not one person walked through my door and was like, oh, yeah, I'm not stressed. Mm, yeah. <laughs> no one. <laughs> Even if they didn't feel stressed, they were in some way, you know, inadvertently carrying it within their bodies. And yeah. I know for me, like yoga is shifting stuck energy in the body. And mm-hmm. if I go in with the intention to just move energy through my body and and connect to breath which we'll go into a bit later on it, mm-hmm. it's a win-win every time 100 percent, yeah and what was the biggest sort of transformation in the community when you're running your studio did you is there anything that comes to mind that you can really draw back on I think starting in a little country town there wasn't anything like that so it was community And this was another massive part of the puzzle for me. Um, Yes, you've got your yoga, you've got connecting to breath and, you know, being gentle on your body. But then finding a community of like-minded beings, um, from there I started a sister circle. Um, It's been going for five years now and has been transformational for so many people just from coming together and sharing openly, honestly, authentically, just in a space of acceptance Um, So that was huge in the community and I still live here and it's still a big community and we still, you know, dive into all the different things that I'm constantly sharing. Um, But yeah, that was huge, the community side. I I realise we need that for self-healing. Oh, 100% for self-healing. And I love how you spoke into that safe space. So I know personally Mm -hmm. that you're fantastic at holding space and it's really important for people coming into a circle of any kind to feel safe and and to be seen and heard and be able to be vulnerable but not like too raw Mm -hmm. that that that, then they leave and then they don't know how to you know fix that yes and that's another lesson from just holding these spaces was that for any healing to occur you need to create safety Mm -hmm. and essentially through the healing is finding that safety within your own body Mm -hmm. so then you're safe in any environment you're safe in any experience because you trust yourself and you are safe in your body mm-hmm. and unfortunately through a lot of our you know experiences and traumas in our life that's one thing that we first can disassociate from because our body like we're an animal right so our body has the same instincts 
as you know a bird knows how to fly around the other side of the world to lay its eggs and they go back to the same tree every year like you know these are all just instincts and us as humans we have all of these instincts to guide us through our life and to know what's good for us and what brings us into harmony and what mm. makes us feel alive and even fulfillment like in mm. our days but disconnecting from our body from whatever we've been through we don't trust that anymore we all know that kind of gut feeling if you get nervous or you know we have all these sayings even like trust your gut or it's in my heart or things like that but we're so disconnected from that so a big part of what I do is help people to feel safe in their body again so that they can come back into themselves and trust that inner voice, that internal guidance system. I absolutely love that. And, and I see it quite a lot where people have lost the, or they, um, you know, are seeking the answers all like externally to themselves, um, mm-hmm. not realising, as you spoke into before, like the innate wisdom and, and all the answers, to the questions and knowledge is actually deep within you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. 100% and you know I've, I've just started we were talking a little bit before I've started really diving into the NLP and hypnotherapy and timeline therapy and I spent a good five years really in the somatics so I've done the yoga we did dance dance was a huge yeah. part of the healing in our bodies um, we did breath work which is probably still my key um, focus on on really deep healing but then it started shifting to the more mental side of like, what can we do just to create shifts, like simple shifts in a short amount of time that isn't like a massive deep process. Mm-hmm. And the power I've found now just through um, asking the right questions, mm-hmm. getting people to find out the wisdom within, like they actually have all the answers. It's mm-hmm. just simply asking the right question. Yes, I love that. And an analogy I like to use is, you know, it, that, that subconscious mind stuff's locked down deep in there, right? Is this mm-hmm. people are carrying around this backpack of stuff that they don't even know that they're carrying around. And sometimes just through, you know, the movement, the breath and, and a couple of the right questions, that backpack just gets taken off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but I feel lighter and I feel clearer. Something. Yes. Yeah. And then they don't, but sometimes then they don't know like, well, what now? like well I don't know trust and ask whatever you want yeah (laughs) yeah so we're not used to having that freedom to to uh, dare to dream big or desire and connecting to what we want so you're right it's the process of like identifying what needs to be released from the body and Mm. then um you know one of my biggest things when people come into a workshop or a retreat it's they, they get here I'm like why are you here and like you know everyone has oh this and that I'm like really it all comes down to everybody wants to feel alive mm. like you just want to feel alive you want to get up and be like ready to take on your day feel good about yourself and your environment and your family like just I think we we have so much pressure and feel a lot of density these days that we're not quite awake <laughs> it's a bit more like autopilot so moving yeah. our body you know like- moving breathing waking us up it's moving the oxygen literally around the body to make us feel alive physically mentally emotionally a complete nourishment of soul on all levels Mm. like how can I best serve myself today and and knowing some of those beautiful tools and you spoke in to some of those other tools that you use um, as well one of them was breath Mm -hmm. and this to me just blows my mind like the power of the breath I would love for you to tell your version of it and why it's so important to you 
Yeah. So, you know, starting in yoga, we learn pranayama, all the different breathing techniques. And I think this again is a massive part of yoga philosophy and yoga practice that has been forgotten in normal classes. Mm. You know, we're taught to breathe, you know, with the movement, but there's over 200 different types of breathing techniques just in yogic breathing. Yeah. And every time we change the breath, our breath has access to everything in our body. It can change our hormones and then our hormones change our mood it changes mm. our healing ability it changes you know our energy it changes everything mm. it's the only thing we have from the moment we wake up to the moment we die so nothing else is permanent only the breath and we're not taught how powerful it is mm. it's just it's unbelievable that we're not taught this so from yoga I studied meditation and I realized the breath is what gets people into like that trance like meditation yeah. and then dancing I realized it feels so good or running or anything where your heart rate up and you're mm. breathing deeply I'm like oh you know even when people um, are doing artwork or something that they find meditative you notice the breath starts to slow down yeah and so I just I just kept realizing I'm like oh my god it's all about the breath Mm. everything is breath it's just all the breath <laughs> integral um, key to it all yeah I'm like why don't we know this and mm. then obviously you know I've had two babies and I used the first one I didn't have as many tools as I you know I had two beautiful natural births I'm very lucky my second one I was a lot I was going through my yoga training so mm. I had all yoga and all breathing techniques and I used the pain relief breath and I, you know, I can vouch that it works. There's nothing more, <laughs> more pain that we need to, you know, go through. Mm. Um, and so I was just obsessed with learning more and more. So I did go then into breathwork and I had my first few sessions where I actually did a three hour breathing session. Oh, wow. And that would have been phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal with the best facilitators um, who did study overseas. And like, mm. it was, it was there's a lot of breath work around now. There's a lot of different types of sessions you can go to. This, I think, was definitely um, not sure of the right word, but yeah, it, it was held in integrity of, of, you know, the modality mm. and the places I went to in those three hours and the things that were uncovered and unlocked and there was such euphoria and such deep I wouldn't say pain, but like I could sense the heaviness, but there was still beauty in that heaviness. Like I just, I can't even explain the, um, the experience, mm. but it changed my life. And so mm. from there, I again, got a bit obsessed and I, um, I just kept learning more and more. And I did my facilitator training and after holding spaces for four or five years, sister circles and, you know, all of these different modalities in a one breathwork session, I saw people transform more than I have in any other, anything else I've ever done. So it's Because they've never incredible. really truly connected to that life source breath that is innately within them, like because you just go about your day doing what you do, never really concentrating on it. But And I know I've done a couple of breathwork sessions and I want to do so much more. It intrigues mm -hmm. me. Even in those, the the mind blowing things that have happened, or mm -hmm. or information that's come to me that has been so integral to like a key in my journey, it, it just phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, have you got it's any standout stories from any of your breathwork sessions um, from from any of your clients that have come in, or um, in the past, like after a session when they've come back to you? Yeah, when I first came out of my training, I was doing. Um, 
you know, blocks of sessions for people. So I got to see what it was like for someone to breathe every week for five weeks. And I had six different clients coming in. I had couples coming in and yeah, I mean, the number of stories is mm. phenomenal and, you know, not one single one of those sessions was even similar or alike. Mm. Um, but with the couple that came in, um, I feel like it was just the most massive transformation I've ever seen. And to do it when, you know, you've got a husband and wife who are both on their own journeys mm. and how I could see them open up and come together. And the amazing thing with the breath work is that there's no talking. Like we yeah. had talk a little bit before and after. Um, we might process some stuff afterwards, but it's purely just what is meant. It's almost like you just hand it over and surrender to the breath. Yeah. And this is what I love so much because the body's never going to harm itself. Like the mm -hmm. body never goes anywhere. It, it's always trying to bring you back into balance and into healing. So when you surrender your mind and your body to your breath, where it can take you is just, I've had people turn into tigers. I've had people going into past lives and speaking other languages. Um, yeah, it's just, oh, I could just, so many things. I've had people lay there and I'm, I'm kind of just sitting there going, do, 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 nothing's happening at all. You know, I can't feel anything energetically. And I'm just like, oh no, you know, you start to worry a bit. They come out and they're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they start telling you about this insane journey that they've just been on. But from an outside point of view, it looks like they're just laying there like yeah. asleep almost. Yeah. So, oh, oh, I love it. Yeah. So good. And even when you're telling that story about that couple, then I was like getting full body goosies because I'm like, that yeah. is such a beautiful thing to go and do with your partner. Yeah, I'm really, uh, that is a part that I'd like to go into a little bit more around conscious relationships. And mm. um, I've seen quite a few couples now just doing really simple practices with yoga and breath and eye gazing and then a bit of NLP and mm. just like getting people on the same page with love languages and that sort of stuff. It's, it's incredible work. That could unlock some amazing things for them to, 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 to discover and go into for themselves. So just that little sort of initiation into what you can do as a couple but also individually yeah and I mean everything is communication right like verbally and physically how we interact so when you intentionally come into a space and consciously like see how you're interacting mm. and I mean you can make huge shifts in a relationship and I definitely learned this through you know have my newest relationship of when I started it just saying like I want to create a relationship that I want and do it very consciously and not kind of like what society tells us it should look like yes. if that makes sense so I've used all these techniques as well in my own personal life so much that it's yeah. it's easy for me to then help guide others yeah and that's so good when you can do it from such an embodied state like mm -hmm. you know I've felt this I've done this I've been through this uh, this mm -hmm. is you know I, I can now guide you to do that for yourself yeah, and it's a beautiful way to look at any hardships you've been through as a gift because if you haven't been through it, then you can't really. You, I always say you can only hold space for people to the depth of what you have been through. Mm. Um, it doesn't mean you have to have had the exact same experiences, but if you haven't experienced a level of grief that the person in front of you needs to experience, mm. it's you can't know that level of grief to hold the space. So it's very important that we embody our work Mm. um yeah before holding space yeah yeah I love that and so with all these beautiful modalities you've touched on through your journey in the past what is it that you're sort of creating now where are you sitting in that space now yeah 
So I finally feel like I've been able to create something to bring it all together. So at the moment I'm working, um, it's, a, it's a course, it's a workshop, it's a, a retreat and it's called Elemental Alchemy. So I've connected really deeply um, with the elements over the last year and, you know, we are made of the elements. So the elements live within us. And when we start to embody or even just become consciously aware of the characteristics of all the elements mm -hmm. and we start to acknowledge them, them every single day, we have like insane amount of, I don't want to say the word control, but it's almost like we become the master of our own existence. Mm -hmm. It's like, how can I bring myself into balance right now? And you can do that through the elements or what is it that I need to do today? Just anything actually. And I'm teaching people how to make every day into a ritual, into a ceremony mm -hmm. so that at the end of the day, we feel fulfilled. We feel satisfied because a lot of us just, you know, doing the work and even in the spiritual community, but never feeling satisfied. There still mm. just always feels like something's missing. Mm. So I help, help teach people how to use the elements to acknowledge what feels like it's missing in their life and bring that balance so that we can feel, you know, that satisfied feeling at the end of every day. Yes, feel alive. please. Yes, please. Yes. So for those <laughs> that may not know what the elements are, can you go into those for yeah. us, please? Sure, absolutely. So in my course, we would start like connecting into the earth element. So if we look at earth, we look at that earth is basically the structure of everything, mm. you know, and so when we're not feeling grounded, we can notice that all of our other elements are out of balance. So it's like, how can I use nature to ground myself today? We know that nature, you know, the earth is vibrating at a certain frequency. And as humans with brainwave entrainment and um, biochemistry and all of these things of epigenetics, we know that we naturally will start to tune into the frequency of the mm -hmm. earth. So it can simply be that we're feeling so, I would say, in our air element where we're in our head and feeling a little mm -hmm. bit like too much in our thoughts, Lighty. which I feel like a lot of people can relate to, yeah. So we need the earth. So it's like you would balance that by going into nature and, yeah. and connect into the earth. Earthing is scientifically proven to help, you know, mm. with all the antioxidants in our body. So that's just one example of how we would connect to the earth element. I also use cacao and cacao ceremonies, and we learn a lot through cacao. So um, earth is a lot of self-care because it's the nutrients, you know, mm. it's everything that we need is from the earth. So once we feel grounded and safe, in trusting that we are you know we're going to survive when we release all of those survival mechanism and protective mechanisms we've built up to try and survive when we can release all them it opens up so much for us mm -hmm. so then we move into the waters and you can relate these to the chakras as well if you're mm -hmm. familiar with those so the the earth is the root chakra yeah. um water is the sacral it's our sexuality our sensuality mm -hmm. it's our creativity but what is also the wisdom keeper? Mm. So we've been able to prove scientifically with Dr. Emoto that he could put intent into water and actually take a photo of it to show that just through intent, just by willing or loving a water or even not liking a water, you can mm. see the different structures. Our thoughts change our structures in our body. It's the water, it's the wisdom keeper. So we can learn so much about flowing with the waters, mm. um, learning about our own emotions, processing emotions. And, you know, if we're not grounded in that, our emotions can be mm. like a storm, you know, like spilling out of the bowl. Yeah, just all over the place. So when we feel grounded first and then we start to connect into our emotions, our desires and things, you know, water has so much to teach. It's about receiving. Yes. 
So much so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a big so one. Then, it's huge, yeah. Um, moving from there, we would go into fire, the solar plexus, personal mm -hmm. power. The fire, you know, it's like the phoenix rising. Mm -hmm. It's always, what do I need to let go of in order to receive? So we use a lot of burn ceremonies. Mm -hmm. The sun, you know, how good we feel just being out mm -hmm. in the sun. Um, so much in fire that we can connect to. I do like to use burn ceremonies the most, where we really, you know, we sat around the fire for many, many, many generations before mm -hmm. we sat around the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the place of the stories and the wisdom was passed down and it was connection you know even these days you can sit around the fire with friends and something magic happens mm -hmm. um so it's bringing that element back in and, and once we've been grounded and we're feeling our emotions we can then really step up in our power mm. so that's what the personal power it also comes into the heart chakra a bit there as well because um, we always have that inner fire in our heart and yeah. that's, that love and compassion is very warm. It's like that mm. energy. Um, and then moving into air. So I use a lot of breath work for this. It's kind of like we've sifted through all these other things and now the breath work is really where we, yeah. we have big transformation and we are able to then start to speak. When we speak up, we can communicate clearly. We can start to speak communicate our boundaries mm. <laughs> as I say communicate um, our boundaries our needs our desires um, yeah and it's all about you know voicing things singing enjoying life and I think if anything I just try to bring more joy and fun to yeah. learning about the elements because sometimes it can be really heavy going through healing and releasing of the past but I try to just remind everyone to Come back to that enjoyment of it and I feel like mm. we get there definitely by the air element it's a beautiful way to anchor it in too like it's a really great visual just you talking through it of the you know the four of them and how you can sort of cycle through them but even like just visit one like I need a bit of this yeah. right now and really like yeah. tap into that elemental force 100% and I even do that as a part of in one of the courses it's like okay go into your house and what do you notice like what is mm. out of balance and sometimes just by simply bringing more of one element into your environment can help bring more balance into your life it's it's mm. quite magic yeah that is cool I never thought of it like that that's a really cool tool yeah and I think it's why I love it so much because it's really it's on so many different layers when you come into the elements um, then you've got Ayurveda, which all works with all the elements with different mm -hmm. foods and digestion and health in your body. So like you can go down so many different avenues yeah. when you make it like the core of, of your teachings. It's, yeah. yeah, it's been amazing. Even just, I love how you referred to earlier, like bringing it as part of a ritual, like a daily mm -hmm. routine slash ritual ceremony for yourself of self-care, self-love of just visiting the elemental medicine and, and seeing exploring it yeah amazing yeah 100 percent. the rituals the part of that in the course is really that you know back before our modern way of living the only thing we had was ritual even mm. before we had language it was kind of like being in ritual um with the hunt with mm. the land it's like learning the seasons it's kind of like deep connection to everything around us and within us Mm. and we move through these transitions in our life like we're constantly moving through some kind of transition whether it be from a job or a relationship or just an age like moving into a different time in your life mm. we're not really supported we don't stop and celebrate we don't stop and grieve we don't yeah. set intentions for the future like it's kind of like we're just walking through life aimlessly um, whereas before we would have a ritual around everything mm. and it's just a way to support you um, 
and and bring more meaning to your life again and so I use the elements again to Mm. to create those rituals it sounds beautiful I'm like full body yesing this yeah really good really good so if if people were wanting more sort of um, to dive down this road or explore, say, breathwork or the elemental medicine that you do more, what advice would you have for them? Yeah, sure. Um, so I am releasing, I've got one retreat out at the moment, which is fully booked. So I'm releasing another one very soon and it will be an elemental um, retreat. Um, there are detox retreats as well. So we really go on all angles of a nice big energetic lens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's finding you know a breathwork facilitator get to know people and um see what kind of work they do and speak Mm -hmm. to i I think word of mouth is definitely the best way to go as well um from there yeah i've got um courses online courses all on my website i'm releasing a new one um very soon the current one is full um yeah has there been any any books or anything that you can recommend to someone oh. to, like that have stood out in your learning for breath work or yeah. which which one any really um oh goodness the I've read so many I actually have a library which is a part of my yoga studio so I have every book um <laughs> But Breathe is a very good book. It isn't actually about breath work. I, I think the name escapes me right now. Um, mm. It's called Breathe. And there is a lot of insight around the power of the breath for that one. Yeah. Um, and just about breathing slower rather than deeper mm. is very, it's, it's, it's all so simple, but very, very potent. Um, but my yeah, yo- this. My yoga like, teacher once said to me, if when you were born, you were given a prescription of how many breaths you could take in your lifetime, you know, you'd concentrate more on how many yeah. you're actually taking. And I'm like, whoa, that has completely blown my mind. I've never thought of yeah. it like that. The yogis say that everyone is born with only a certain amount of breaths in your, in your mm. life. That's how they measure because the age doesn't actually mean anything because you can have someone who's 90 that's like been doing yoga and they look 40 and they're running yeah. marathons, you know, so it's wow. like they measure it by the breath. And if you look into nature again and you look at the animals that breathe slowly, like a turtle who mm. lives to, or a tortoise who lives to 100, and then the animals who breathe quickly, who are like rabbits and dogs that have about 10 to 12 years. Yeah. So again, you can see in nature that it is actually measured by the breaths of how mm. long you live. Mm. Well, that is a really awesome note to leave people on because they're going to really <laughs> think about that. So thank you so much, Sarah. Is there anything else that you would wanting to share with the listeners right now? No, I think we covered a lot there and that was amazing. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. And we may get you um, on again, whether it be here or even in the the paid um, Curious Collective community, just to do some more around breathwork and the elements. That would be amazing. Beautiful. We'd love to. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks, Katie.